You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs return to the practice field on Wednesday to begin preparation for their Week 3 matchup against the Chicago Bears. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, defensive end George Karloftis, and cornerback Trent McDuffie. We'll go in that order, starting with head coach Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with George Karloftis and Trent McDuffie. Here's head coach Andy Reid. Richie James, uh, knee, he has an MCL. He won't practice today. Pacheco has a hamstring contusion. He won't practice. It's not a tear. It's just... And then uh, uh, Tony's got the... Uh, sprained toe and then Bolton and Willie um, have a sprained ankle and a quad contusion so they're working through those um, the latter two did the walkthrough but won't practice look forward to the challenge of playing the Bears Um, good football team uh, well coached by Matt and his staff and they've got good players and so we've got to make sure that we have a good good week of preparation. Anyways, with that time, George. <clears throat> Cody, is there any type of uh, uh, is there a reason why you all only ran the ball four times in the first half, or at least twice in the first half with Mahomes running? Is, is, there, is there a conscientious effort going forward to try to have a little bit more balance in that offense? Yeah, just trying to do what what we needed to do, you know, to move the ball. So we'll we'll keep mixing it. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't. Yeah. Andy, um, Patrick talked about zone defense you guys have been facing. Um, just generally speaking, what are sort of the, the keys to beating? You see a lot of zone coverage. Yeah, well, feel, you know, is the first thing. Just uh, players being able to sit in holes and do those things. So they um, they have been playing zone, but they've also been playing man on third down, and uh, so they've got that package in. Last year, they mixed it between man, single safety, middle man, zone, and um, all the shell coverages. They've got a big package of stuff they can they can roll at you, but to answer your question, zone, you got to have a feel for it. This may be pretty obvious, but how much of getting used to that feel is just the experience, and obviously, you guys have a lot of new, new guys that are cycling in there. Yeah, that's um, yeah. We, we've got to do a better job there, but not with the. Uh, it's everybody. It's everybody. And then don't put ourselves in long yardage situations, you know, where you potentially can't run the ball. The lack of contact and the lack of hitting the boot. You did it for 50 years in the NFL. Is the first month of the season almost like a crapshoot? You don't know really what you're going to get from your people and what to get from their people. Yeah, I tell you that's every year. I mean, you know, the first few games, uh, <clears throat> you know, everybody's bringing out their new stuff and working with that or new players working with them. And um, so 
everything settles down after a month or so. Coach, the, the injury list included a lot of key players. Are any of them appeared to be long term? Yeah, these guys, most of them are just day to day. Uh, Richie might be a little bit longer. Yeah, possibly. Andy, uh, with your, are Andy, with your uh, appreciation of NFL history and where you are on the wins list now, I just wonder what perspective you might have on Tom Landry, particularly if you were conscious of him growing up, and as well as George Hallis, to what degree you have any engagement or consciousness of them. I know who both of them are. Uh, Tom Landry, <laughs> I do know that. Uh, Tom Landry, um, I mean, I'd tell you that when I was a kid, I'd go out to their training camps in uh, Cal Lutheran, California there. Uh, very impressed by how they operated. They, uh, you know, he was a phenomenal coach, phenomenal teams, and uh, loved watching. Uh, but that was, you know, yeah. That was about it. What, what moved you to go out to was it Thousand Oaks? Yeah. It, you, I mean, you were pretty young to be going out there. Yeah, it was junior high school and uh, high school. Yeah. But we had an opportunity to go out and watch practice, and it was great for a kid. I mean, you know, it was a great deal. Playing any NFL thoughts at that point? No, I was just, <laughs> I was just watching <laughs> the guys. You know, they had, they had a lot of great players. They were Jordan, Lily. When, you know, he was still going, and uh, I mean, you could go on and on. They had a bunch of them. And lastly, just with, with Alice, I mean, you know his place in the NFL sure. history. What, what, I know you referred to him before with LDT and some things like that, but I yeah. just wonder what your thoughts about him are. Great innovator. Um, he'll get this league started, so you, you know that. And um, you, I know his, his daughter. Um, you know, and uh, and so I know that that part of it and his grandkids, but I didn't know him. But he left a great legacy. Coach, another off the field question: One of your former former players, Jamal Charles, up for twenty twenty four class of Hall of Fame. What do you remember about him? Uh, Hall of Fame player. So he uh, he was tremendous. Could do everything. I mean, literally everything. He could have played wide receiver. Did play running back. You give him the ball, you're guaranteed whatever his average is. It's but it's one of the highest, if not the highest, in the league history. So I mean, he's he's a great player. Wish I would have had him, you know, when he was when he was even younger than what what I got him at. So. Yeah. I know you. Had, I know you had a voter, but you feel like he should be a first ballot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. When you're there, are a lot of running backs that play the game, right. and he's right there statistically at the top, and then. Um, you know, it, it, uh, the, all the things that he could do to help, help you win uh, a football game, not a lot of guys can do that. And uh, he did it easily. Andy, you talked the other day about uh, Jawan Taylor and some of the <clears throat> problems he's having. You said they could be fixed. What's that process? Can you elaborate on what that process will be like for him and, and for you as coaches to, yeah. to help him through that? Yeah, so, he, you know, he works hard on getting off the, the snap on time. He does that. Um, but it, he's just going to have to, you know, tame that down just a little bit, you know, where where he doesn't get get called on it, and that's just working through it. So. He and Dr. Smith have been uh, they've had some penalties, but they've also shown some glimpses of why they're proven vets in the league. Just yeah, you take the penalties away from 
you know, seven four, man, he's got he had a really good game. You know, so it's it's a shame that happened. But he's gotta work on that. And Donovan likewise. I mean you're right. Donovan's done a nice done a nice job. Justin Fields has mentioned try to trying to play without thinking too much. As you groomed, you know, Donovan and now Patrick, he's in his third year. How, how do you balance, you know, <coughs> maybe providing too much and still letting a quarterback that's that dynamic play there? Yeah. He's a good football player, so and he can do so many things. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not there. I, I I've never. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they'll they'll work it out. I mean, that's a, that's what they're doing right now. So you know, I, I don't know exactly what he said, but um, if he's saying that, then he's working through it. And, you know, it's important that we kind of get ourselves right to to play a guy that can do so many different things. He's got he'll be one of the faster guys on the field. You know, he's he can do all of that. Smart. He's got a good arm. So. Coach, you talk, coach, there's about the coaching tree, but. On the executive side, how do you feel Ryan Poles has done in the two years he's been in Chicago coming from? Yeah, most I'm a big Ryan Poles fan, so I, I think he's a, he's got he, just, he needs time. You know that that's what it takes to do what he's being asked to do. So, uh, but he's gotten in there and grinded like crazy and made changes that are look look like they're pretty good players. Is there a different intensity about Travis Kelsey? A little chippiness after the game and then in training camp a little bit. I know injuries are awful, nobody likes him, but do you sense there's a different intensity that you're like talking to him about? Um, no, not necessarily. Um, he's always been feisty and uh, competitive as all get out. Um, you know, my point was that he, he went into that game where he was banged up a little bit, didn't have an opportunity to knock the rust off in the first game. And so he put himself in a certain mindset. And the great ones can do that. I mean, they, they he just, he was there and he was battling through it. And I thought he did a heck of a job with it. I mean, he, he never complains, never says anything, and uh, just goes. So, um, and he's not the youngest one out there, right? So he, but he did, I, I thought he did a good job. But that's what, you know, that's what he, he did. He went out and he had a certain attitude that he knew he was going to have to have to get through that game. And he put it on. And anybody that was going to mess with him, going to get messed back. So. Couple more guys. I know you don't get involved in the contract. You'll leave that up to Brett. But when Patrick gets a restructure done, gets, gets rewarded, what, what do you say to him? Do you, do you bring it up at all? Do you congratulate him? And does it make you think about, you know, still how much longer you're be coaching him? Yeah, no, I mean, I congratulate him. Yeah, that's, uh, as I say, he's not big on all of that. He, he uh, just kind of moves through it and like he does most things and wants to keep getting better at what he's doing. So um, that's what makes him unique um, with people. You don't sit there and go, oh, he's going to let down. No, that's, you never think of that. You know, he just, hey, nice, nice congrats, <laughs> keep moving. And uh, that's how that's how he rolls. But I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm you know, the Clark Hunt did that. Um, just shows you, you know, what kind of owner he is. And, and then Brett and <clears throat> his crew there, um, Brett and Chris just working through that with, with his agents, or with his agent, Chris, um, uh, you know, those, those aren't easy. They're, they're complicated, and they worked through it and came up with a, 
a good formula, I think, uh, for both parties. So that's good. You make him buy now when you guys go out to eat? I might think of that. <laughs> Last two will go Rob and Nate. I'm good. Oh, you're good? Okay. Last one, Nate. Oh, go ahead. Andy, uh, you guys have had a lot of success these first two weeks in nickel and then dime. I just wonder from your standpoint, what is what do you think has led to that success and how viable is it to have success in both sub-packages? Uh, you know, I, I think getting Steve back helps, right? We didn't have him preseason healthy, but getting him back in the mix here and, and going. But, and it's also the young DBs that have learned from last year. Now, every week's going to be a challenge. So, um, you know, whatever they did last week w was great. They got to do it again, and you got to build on that. But they've worked very hard. Um, Spags does a great job of putting them in positions and moving them around and bringing different people in, giving different looks. And David and Donald do a great job coaching the back end. You know, so there's good communication, and um, you know they they work on their fundamentals all the time and technique so it's uh, it's fun to watch them grow uh, but there's still plenty of room to go you know it's uh, and a and a lot of season here last one here Chicago looking to avoid 0-3 and that kind of thing you expect them to kind of roll the dice go for a fourth down be more aggressive trying to avoid this or yeah Matt's a tough guy and he, that's the way he um, coaches that football team and they play hard and uh, there's small margins between winning and losing in this league we know that and and so we have to have a great week of preparation. That's the way we're gonna. That's one thing we can control, is going out there and working our tail off. And you put on the tape, and you see how hard they play. And, uh, and you better be ready, right? I mean, that's that, that, that's part of this. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank Good. You. Yep. How you doing? Congratulations on a great contract. Is it just when you have that kind of support? I mean, is it just? endearing, supportive, grateful, humbling. I don't know to know your owner wants to be sure you are taken care of. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a great spot. Uh, I got a lot of great people around me. Um, very thankful to the Hunt family and the Chiefs organization. Um, and glad that now I can just go out there and play football. And so uh, you get that security, um, and I already had it, but just to get a, a little bump and then be able to go back out there and just play football, I'm excited for it. Patrick, but when you look at that, I know before the season, you said that really wasn't really as important as you being the number one player because, you know, like you said, I guess it's, I guess it's still the same money, but just get more of it up front uh, over the next four years. Was it that important to you to get this done, or was it more so the agent so you could, you know, so they could get this taken care of just to focus on, I guess, eagle-wise to be able to be, you know, set it to the top paid quarterback? Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's just constant communication between um, me, uh, my people, the front office, Clark Hunt, Coach Reed. Um, to find the right spot to where I can get paid and keep the quarterback market going. Um, at the same time, keep a lot of great dudes around me and keep cap space um, for other guys to get signed as well. And that will be something that I'll do throughout my entire career to try to, to obviously make money for myself and my family, but uh, keep a lot of great players around me as well. Patrick, what is sort of the, the, the balance? I mean, obviously that pulls you in two different directions as far as trying to keep everybody here, but the, being towards the mm -hmm. top. Yeah, I mean, um, it's hard. You have, to, you have to watch and see what's going around, the, what's going on around the league, and and find that right spot. And I thought we found a good one in this this negotiation that we did. That um, we'll be able to still keep cap space for other guys to get signed. 
Um, but uh, obviously, I got a little bit more money up front, um, and then we'll we'll kind of redo it and renegotiate whenever we get to that that mark that we talked about. So it's a it's a special place and a special relationship that I have with the the team to be able to trust them to be able to to even when I signed the last contract, know that this was going to happen and then probably going to happen again at some point. So do you do like throughout that process, ask yourself, what, how's this going to affect twenty four, twenty five, twenty six for for the rest of the roster? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you have. A lot of great players that I want to want to be here, so we can win a lot of Super Bowls, and uh, I want to make a lot of money, but I also want to win. I think when you look back at, at teams and and players, you look back at how they won and the perception of how they did things, um, and so that's what I try to manage and find the right median of getting the money, but also winning football games. What would your advice to a guy like Justin Fields? He's talked about the game being a little fast and wanting to slow it down. You've been in a spot like that before. What would you say to him about kind of the struggles he's facing? Yeah, just trust trust your talent, trust your instincts. Uh, he's here for a reason. Um, he's made a lot of big plays happen in the NFL and in college, wherever he's been. So just trust in your instincts um, and then go out there and be the player that you've always been, just not against us, hopefully. Patrick, you mentioned uh, the quarterback market. I think you mentioned that in the spring as well. There's a responsibility, you feel, to you know, if you're the MVP and the Super Bowl champion, to, to get paid up there. How does that communication actually work? Does the union talk to you guys? Does other agents say, "Listen, you guys got to get Patrick more money"? How, how does that go down? Where do you get that? Yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not a ton of communication. I think it's just kind of a known that you you got to keep the the bar going. You got to keep it moving. Um, I don't want people to be negotiated against me, um, and so that that's a reason that you do something like I did this last week, uh, just trying to. Um, get the keep the market moving in the right direction, training in the right direction, so not only me but other quarterbacks and other positions um, can get paid the money they de- that they deserve. Patrick, does this kind of stuff make you study business more, or do you just leave most of that advice to your agents? Or? Um, I've I've always kind of liked it. I mean. If I didn't become a NFL player, I wanted to be either a sports agent or and work in sports marketing. I always wanted to help players, so I've always been interested in it. Um, and I know that I'm doing it a different way than other people, but I feel like it's the right way for me because of the trust I have in the, the front office that I'm going to still make a lot of money and be be set for life and for my kids and everything like that. Um, but hopefully, give our give us a chance to go out there and win football games as well. Patrick, you thrive under pressure. When the going gets tough, you get going way up there. But does a contract like this add more pressure? I always feel like I'm under pressure to go out there and succeed. I feel like that's a standard that I have on myself. Um, and I want to go out there and maximize this opportunity that I have. And I always talk about, like, not having regrets. And, I mean, the money is the money. Like, I, it's awesome. It's amazing. I know I can do a lot of great things, not only for myself, but for people that have given me so much. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm going to be – look back on how I played the game, and I hope that that's with intensity and leaving everything out there, and hopefully that means winning a lot of football games. Patrick, going back on the field, um, do you feel like you're getting the best out of Marquez? Uh, you know, I, I think this past week you may have two targets, I think the two catches, but you know, one of your top receivers on the team, and he hasn't really been the focal point of the offense the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, we haven't had a we haven't been great offensively just in general. So I think uh, as the offense gets going and we start finding our rhythm, you're going to start seeing those shots. So Marquez down the field, you're going to see him be more involved in the offense. But when you can't stay in rhythm, and that's me included, uh, as an offense, it's hard to get the guys the targets that they that they deserve and that they should get. Um, and so we have to find that rhythm and find the way to spread the ball around and then get the guys that the are the guys uh, the catches so that we can go out there and have a better offensive day. Do you sense any frustration coming from you yet? No, I mean, I haven't. From that whole receiving room, I haven't any frustration. I mean, I think the frustration 
it's probably more of me about myself and how the offense has been doing. So uh, that, that everybody's had that mentality that we just got to keep working, keep getting better, um, uh, me included. Um, but uh, obviously, we want to play better because the defense is playing so well. We want to take some of that pressure off of them. Patrick, I'm sure this is like a much larger answer than this setting provides. But from 18 and 19 on to like now, how has the game and defenses and coverages kind of made you have to be more patient with how you operate the offense? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you just see it. We get a lot of a lot more zone coverages, um, a lot more deeper coverages. I mean, you look at the, the interception I threw to, to Watson um, this last week. Um, in previous years, that safety on the backside is not that deep and not able to get back there. And so I looked over to the right and saw him kind of open up his hips to the right. And so I thought there was a chance I could throw it over the top. And I got it over the top that of the guy Jay Watt was covering. I mean, that was covering Jay Watt, but the safety made a play. So it just it shows that defenses are going to continue to play back and make me be patient. Um, and I have to be able to do that, take what's there, um, not have negative plays happen. And then with, the, with our defense playing like it is, uh, we'll continue to score, and then defenses will have to become aggressive at some point. We've got time for a couple more. Let's go Steve and then Todd. Go Steve. Patrick, you mentioned the quarterback market. Um, there's 14 of you got the remaining black quarterbacks this year, which is a record last year that was 11. Where do you see that black quarterback market going? Yeah, I think it's as the, the game gets more diversified um, and, and the way that's played, um, I think you'll, you'll see more black quarterbacks in the league and having opportunities. And I think the next step is kind of having the backup quarterbacks and stuff like that. And I think uh, that's something that we'll continue to, to push in the right direction. And it just shows that um, you can play the quarterback position in every, a lot of different ways. I think that's, that's the coolest thing. And offensive coordinators are, are given uh, these quarterbacks, um, no matter where you come from, the, the the best chance to go out there and succeed. And I think if uh, you see that, it, this is, should have been happening for years because you see how high the level of quarterback play has been throughout the league. Yeah, you know, do you guys, I know you worry about your team during the season, but how do you guys push each other throughout the season? There, who's leading the group text message? I guess. <laughs> yeah, not, not a group text message or anything like that, but it's always good to see those guys in the off seasons, um, in, the, in the Pro Bowls or wherever it is, um, and just say, like, hey, man, I was watching you all year, a hell of a year. Um, and so uh, it's, it's, uh, it's cool to see the – the position in general and how it's changed over the last few years, even since I've been in the NFL, um, and we're hoping to keep push that, keep pushing that forward. Um, and so when we when we leave, it's even a better spot than when we got here. Uh, had a few snap issues this year so far. Just blip on the radar on that, or something you guys got to work on as far as getting back there. Yeah, I think um, last week. It was a little bit, uh, I, it's kind of like a, gr a greedy on me. I try to go verbal on some of those cadences, um, and we had a little mis miscommunication where I wasn't loud enough for those guys to hear. Um, and so when we're in away games, trying to go back to that silent count and just, just work on that instead of trying to be greedy and do the verbal stuff. And as far as the snaps, I mean, whenever we're going back and forth, that can get a little mess messed up here and there. But, I mean, he's done it for two, we've done it for two years, and it's worked well, so we'll be all right. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right. Hi, George. How we doing? What was it like to have Chris Jones back in the lineup? It was great. You know, when you have a guy like that uh, come back, you know, his, his impact was evident on the game. And just to have a guy like that play next to you, you know, it helps me out a lot. So it's, it's awesome. Georgia's offense obviously gets a lot of publicity. Do you guys kind of feel a little in the shadows uh, because of what Patrick Mahomes in the offense does? We're not really focused on who gets the publicity as long as we get the win, to be quite honest. But how does it feel to basically, I, don't, I know you didn't win the first two games by yourself, but you put the offense in position to do so. That's what we have to do every week. You know, we, they put us in a position to win, and we put them in a position a week you know, to, to win, too. You know, that's kind of how team sports work, and that's how, you know, that's how we we have this sustained uh, greatness, if you will, you know, just by playing off of each other. When the offense needs help, the defense uh, picks up the slack and vice versa. George, with the work you put in with Tomba and Bobby the past year or so, did you kind of, were there certain times during the camp for the first couple of weeks where you felt like that work paying off in some stuff? You were oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, all the work that I did in the offseason, I feel like really helped, you know, just having that experience from the first year, knowing what to work on, and then, Having a plan and executing it in an off season, you know whether it was with Tamba who helped me tremendously in OTAs with coach, and you know when I was uh, when I was training at Louisville with my with my college strength coach and all of them, you know, uh, just having a plan and executing that that was the biggest thing in the off season. Are you guys where you want to be defensively? No, no, I mean we're not we're not close. You know, I think that we have a lot of things to work on and improve. You know, there's always there's always room for improvement. You know, I think we've had a couple good games and it's a good start, but then. Consistency is the truest measure of a good defense. So, George, you and Felix are two different players, but do you see a lot of the things you went through last year as a rookie that he's going through now? Absolutely. You know, just when with a rookie and a defense lineman, a pass rusher, you know, not just in him, but all the rookie guys we have in KC and in BJ and even in Truman, you know, all those guys are kind of going through the figuring all out, you know, because, you know, for me, I'm still figuring stuff out right now. So, uh, as a pass rusher, it takes some time, you know, and uh, our coaches are pretty graceful and like they, they understand that it takes time and we're, you know, we're grateful that they, that they do. So uh, de- definitely see some stuff with Felix that I, that I went through and I, I, uh, I empathize with it. And I can, like, I, I've been in your shoes, like I know what it's like and just try to help him out a little bit. You know, he has, you know, as a rookie, you have guys telling you one thing, another, and you're like, your head kind of explodes sometimes. So um, yeah, you just gotta just take a deep breath. Listen to your coach, and you'll be good. So, I feel to get that first second. Are you still working on the celebration? <laughs> Didn't really think about the celebration, to be honest. Um, felt good, you know, just to to be out there, help the team, you know, make a positive play for the team, and all that stuff. It's it's a great it's great. Anybody else? You look at Chicago, Justin Fields. What do you see that maybe you guys need to be mindful of? Ways that maybe you can get the success you want on the field. When you study them, how do you evaluate? Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a great player. He's a great quarterback. You know he people talk about how he how well he can run the ball. I, we think he's pretty good throwing the ball too. You know, so we have a lot of respect for him and not just him. Their whole offense, great receiving core, great running backs, and a great line. You know, so we're gonna have our hands full. Um, you know, they do a really good job. I think they led the league maybe in rushing yards last year. They're they're near that. So you know, stopping the run game's gotta be an emphasis for us. And then 
uh, getting after them when they're throwing the ball. Anybody else? Thank you, George. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, George, George, for you guys in the defensive line room, what is it that you guys are wanting to either put on tape or have opponents say about you whenever they go against you? I mean, we don't really, we don't really care what the opponents say about us. Um, you know, we just, we just want to be the, the, the unit that plays the toughest. You know, our, our, our defensive line coaches, Joe Cullen and Terry Braden, who I think are two of the best in the business, you know, they always preach about, you know, leading the NFL in effort. So really, really just about that. I think if we just, you know, uh, do that, play our hearts out, and then play with the technique that we're coached under, uh, we'll be just fine. Thank you, guys. Are you happy with the way the defense has been playing the first two games? Yeah, I mean, when you look at just the points that we've let up and just the overall how we've been competing every day. Um, this is a defense that's young and hungry, and I know Spags has been calling some great plays for us, and I know the defense is happy where we're at, but we definitely have some things we've got to clean up and definitely looking to trend in an upwards direction for sure. Spags usually tells us it takes about half season for y'all to find cohesiveness. Yeah. It seems like you're way ahead of schedule. How come? Um, honestly, I think it's just coming off of last year. Um, we were a young group. We had to learn a lot. Um, this like whole defense came back again this year, and over OTAs and training camp, I feel like we've grown really close as a group um, as far as just unit-wise and just overall as a defense. And I think a lot of guys kind of just come in here and just are willing to work each and every day, and that can be huge as far as just in the future knowing that you're just going to continue to stack days. And I think that's what Coach Bag is talking about. It's just there's a bunch of group of guys that are just like here to do their job and do it at the best they can. Sure, and I was talking to Nick post-game, um, and he was talking about how you guys are coming in with something to prove. Mm -hmm. You want to prove it to yourselves, to your team, and just to everyone else. Yeah. Like, you guys are that defense. What's the mentality of that? Yeah, um, like I said, we're hungry. And I know off of last year, just based off of just stats and everything that went on. Um, yeah, we won the Super Bowl, but I know this defense definitely felt like we could have done more and produced more. And coming to this year, this is something that um, we definitely have been looking at and want to continue to succeed with and show that, yeah, just because last week and the week before we held them to 9, 14 points, like yeah. this is a defense that's going to continue to do that and be consistent with it. And this is your second year, you mentioned last year. Um, how much has the game slowed down for you? Yeah. Um, a lot, actually. And I feel like last year um, was my first time really on the inside playing nickel and stuff. So things that I didn't see before as far as football in general on the inside was so different. And it was such a learning process that this year being able to slow it down during OTAs and kind of break it down at what my position is and just my job and my responsibilities, um, the game slowed down a ton. And so it's been very beneficial with that. Is it satisfying? when the defense can play like you're playing as the offense is still trying to find a rhythm? Yeah, um, man, that was something coming in here, um, coming from UW, you know, it was a huge defensive school. And you come to the Chiefs and it's like, okay, it's an offensive-driven team, you know, like they score a lot of points. And I know last year and especially this year, just over the offseason, we've been talking about what can the defense do? How can we help 15? How can we help the Chiefs overall just keep winning? And that's just keeping points off the board. And I think we've done a really good job at just getting that ball back to 15, like we always say. And um, I think it's time for when 15, you know, he wins a lot of games for us. But when he's not having the best day and some things aren't going well for the offense, it's up to the defense to step up and win the game for the team. And that's something that we want to do every time. Jeremy, didn't get to ask you after the first game, but you mentioned in training camp that you wanted to be someone who created more turnovers. Yeah. Just what worked so well in that red zone play to get the fumble? 
Um, yeah. Uh, honestly, it's just aggressiveness. Um, they ran a screenplay, which, you know, just a simple little dish out. And um, you talk about just block destruction. You talk about a swarming defense and then just the ability to just, just fight. I mean, they're on a long drive. They're in the red zone. A lot of things were working well for them. And we just kept kept battling, kept battling. And I know that week against Detroit, we didn't have the best red, red zone defense. And um, I'm really happy that last week against the Jags, you know, we were able to step up and take a step forward. Spags loves to put six DBs out on the field. Yeah. Obviously, we knew Bobby, you guys got drafted last year. How much pride do you take in Spags yeah. sort of featuring that as part of the defense, having six DBs out for a large chunk of games? Man, as a DB, I love it. You know, anytime I can have all my boys out there on the field, you know, I'll take that anytime. And I think it also just shows the um, trust he has with the defensive backs to put six uh, six of us out there and be like, okay, y'all are out there. Y'all got to stop. Y'all got to make this play. Um, it brings a lot of pride to the group, and I know that we're ready for it, and we know we want to be out there anytime. So anytime there's six DBs, five DBs, shoot any DB on the field, we know that um, we're out there to make a play. Patrick just got an amazing contract. Yeah. And when you think about it, it's like a million a week. It's like you know, $52 million for the year. Mm -hmm. As a young player, I mean, what's your reaction to that, knowing that's what's available in the NFL? Honestly, I don't even think about that. <laughs> it's year two for me. This is week three. I'm thinking about what I got to do against this team right now. So all that money and stuff is great, but um, not anything I honestly think about, to be honest with you. Does it shock the system, though? Uh, I mean, man, coming into the NFL, I already knew money is crazy. Guys are getting a bunch of contracts, so it's exciting knowing that that much money is out there. But, again, um, that's a quarterback. You know, that's Patrick Mahomes getting this type of money, so... Um, yeah, I mean, it's humbling and it's exciting for him. I know I'm super excited for him. Uh, it was well documented last year about how the newcomers met regularly to get acclimated yeah. to everything that was thrown at you. How much have the newcomers this year adopted those habits that you guys established last year? Yeah, um, honestly, they've been doing a really good job. Um, I think it helps when you have some guys who came in the league last year, first year, and kind of um, learning it that way for these new rookies and even just new guys coming in. We're able to kind of uh, take a step back and be like, okay, yeah, last year we did this, not this way, like this didn't work, this worked. So um, I feel like it's a little more fresh in our minds of like how everything went last year and how we're trying to learn the defense. So um, and that aspect of it has been very beneficial. But um, again, this is a tough defense. This is, tough team to come into, especially if you come from any team, um, just the way we practice and just the things that we do. So um, just being positive, like the vets were to me last year, something that I've been doing, and just being patient, you know. I tell them all the time that, you know, you're not going to learn this defense all today, but just keep stacking the days and keep just getting as best as you can and learning the things that they got to do. Uh, Trent, you talked about those red zone stops, yeah. uh, particularly that one where the Jags had first and goal, at the one, yeah. didn't score. Uh, what's to say about your defense that you could stop them even though it's first and goal at the one? Yeah, um, man, the resilience, honestly. Um, this is defense where I always say football is not perfect. Um, we're going to have mistakes. They're going to make plays. We're going to make plays. And over the course of a game, you know, you can kind of get lost in everything that's happening play by play. But um, to stop a team that's on the one-yard line who, you know, is a really high-powered offense and to just keep driving them back even, you know. It's not like they finish at the one-yard line. They keep going backwards. Um, I think it just brings a confidence to the defense and shows that, you know what, 
Um, the things that we've been doing since training camp, all that time, all the practice, all those reps are finally paying off, and I think we're just going to continue to improve and stack upon that. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah.